0: Welcome to the Theory of DFS podcast, I'm Jordan Cooper, the co-author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, 15-hour audio masterclass, teaching you the whole game theory of DFS from the correlation, leverage, construction, projections, exploits, psychology, go check it out, theoryofdfs.com, joining me this week because Eric is dead. I don't know. I'm just going to say I'm just going to keep on saying he's dead until he comes back. It's uh Kyle DeVorchak who uh who uh, came onto my radar because uh, you and uh, Matt Kajewski have uh did a great show on the Roto Underworld podcast feed. And I know Matt Matt Kelly is a personality, I know, and it's more season long oriented, but uh out of the out of the past uh year, I I'm, I'm always looking for for good content and I I promote it doesn't to me the sites we're all in the same game, right? You do stuff for Osmo. I do stuff for you. Do stuff for um, tons of other sites also. I do stuff for Roto Grinders. But we're we're all the, the the pie could get bigger. It's not as long as you're doing good stuff. I think it helps everyone. And I thought that your uh, your show on Roto Underworld for football was very similar to you know what I did with the advanced sports analytics and what I just do in general with my content of. Like, it's, it's, it's about, it's about playing the game of DFS and not necessarily like, I know more about sports than you do, and is this, is cover two gonna work against this offensive set? And, and then a lot of times you just throw all that out because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, but, uh, but you, you recently, uh, I wanted to bring you on, I mean, we'll talk about a bunch of stuff, there's, there's no, there's no agenda for this shit, uh, about your experiment. Obviously it's the very beginning about overlay and in DFS, if you're an old schooler, there used to be overlay like out the ass. Like they used to, I mean, sites were using overlay as a marketing tool. Overlay meaning if you don't understand what overlay is, it's when the guaranteed prize pool is more than the amount of entries that they've taken in. So your expected value is going to be positive regardless because they're paying out more than they're taking in. Uh, but the, the sites used to, like, just say, like, oh, we're giving away a million dollars, and we know we're only going to take in 700000 And people got attracted to that because it's essentially free money. Now overlay is uh, not as frequent like that. But there are still opportunities to take advantage of basically the UIGEA, which states that they have to set prize pools for contests, you know, Before anyone enters, uh, what, what, what exactly are you trying to do with your experiment on overlay hunting and if that could make a significant enough difference in you becoming a profitable player?
1: Yeah. So the experiment, I call it whatever you want, was kind of twofold. It was one, like how much action can you get down, especially on on DraftKings? Like it wasn't like, oh, can I go get overlay and super trapped? Like I literally know, like they, I think their account tweets out their overlay or whatever, like all the time. So it was like, if you're like a semi-casual player, just like you want to be good, but you're just playing for like beer money in NFL and just like trying to dip your toes in NBA or any of these things, like semi-casual players, could you just go like on your DraftKings account? I could have done it on FanDuel too, I'm sure. How much action can you get? Are you getting like Ten dollars a day at that point like even a semi-casual player really it's like not worth your time and then like what level of effort do you have to put in to actually be profitable because i do think I, I i think i'm not entirely sure there's one thing i would nitpick with what you said about overlay is that you were immediately plus ev if you're entering like bad lineups you're probably still minus ev there if you're playing against people who are enough people who are entering good good lineups you know just use that to group together if you're playing Add double ups or like zero leverage tournament lineups into those respective contests and enough people are playing good leverage tournament lineups or just well projected
0: cash game double up lineups, you'd probably still be minus EV, right? Well, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm using it from the perspective of the average lineup. Yes. Right. The, so, the average, like if everything was equal, if everything, if, if everyone was equally skilled, everyone, ev- everyone would benefit Expected value wise, obviously, if you're putting in crap lineups, like we we've done that before. I've done. Hey, you know how many times some contest, some GPP has overlaid, you know, because they've promoted it, they've they've extended it too far. There's it's a seventy thousand entry contest, and it's like an hour to go, and there's fifty thousand entries in there. Like there's no way this thing fills. This may not even get to sixty thousand. I'm like. Okay, 150, you put in the 150 and all your lineups bomb anyway. And it's just like, well, great. I, I put in more volume and uh, and I didn't get there. But from an EV perspective, from an expected value perspective, uh, finding instances where you are either not, because we, we have to distinguish between, like I consider overlay to be anything that makes it, That the contest's cheaper than what a normal contest would be. Because a lot of people consider overlay to be, well, because there's still, like, that rake. So, like, in GPPs, we get, like, 15% rake. Double-ups, maybe 10%. So, like, if you're in an 11-man double-up and it's 9% rake, like, if you get 10 out of 11, like, if it only fills 10, essentially, that's a rake-free contest. It's not overlaid. It's just that you don't. There's going to be no rake paid to the site. Like they're going to pay out the same amount, as, as approximately, as what's being put in. But if it fills nine out of eleven, that would be plus nine percent. So you, that would be overlay. But for the distinguishes of what I consider overlay is like any time that you're getting a reduct either a reduction of rake or getting paid more. Like it's just that when you fill, if you're in a hundred twenty-four man double up and it fills one hundred twenty-four man. You're paying, you're paying the 12%, the 11 point whatever percent rake. Any, anything that I get less than that, because I go through, I go through my rotor tracker. It's almost, it's almost disheartening, right? You go through, it's like, how many, I'll bring it up now. Like this is, this is, you, you get, you get, you get, you get so pissed off. But I mean, it's just, it's the cost of playing. So like, for instance, I updated this March 1st. So this is through February of this year. Lifetime. I'll go to my lifetime. So just entries paid, $2.2 million. Now, considering, obviously, there's some overlay, there's some rake differences between GPPs and everything, plus the rewards that you get back. So that's kind of like a like a rake back type of thing. So let's just say, on average, the effective rake is 10%. On average. That means I paid $220,000 over the past five and a half years to play DFS. If it if it weren't for the fact of the rake, I would have two hundred twenty thousand dollars more. My total profit right now over five and a half years is about three hundred ninety five thousand dollars, which is great. Over five and a half, I mean that's uh, sixty to seventy thousand, seventy ish thousand dollars a year on average. But if it wasn't for the rake, it would be it would be six hundred it would be six hundred thousand dollars. So it's like forty like forty percent of the total. You know, compounded profit over that time frame. If we reduced, if we got rid of the rake, I would have 40% more money. So I know, I know, obviously in these big numbers, it sounds dramatic, uh, but there are so many, I mean, we, we, we laugh about it all the time in DFS that the casual player just like, hell, sometimes even the, the semi-casual player like doesn't even take rake into account into how they select contests as it is but your your theory which i think is a correct theory i think i think your experiment is not on whether or not it's accurate obviously the less rake you pay and the more overlay that you find the more pro- the, the more profit you'll get be able to keep assuming that you're an average that you're a good enough player there or you're a negative 15% roi player and now you're a break even player like that, just by doing what you're, you're looking to do, brings you up there. If you're a 5% ROI player, now maybe you're an 8% ROI player. Maybe you're a 12% ROI player because of that. And uh, the question really comes in is the time versus reward element of it. Like that, that, essentially, that's what you're experimenting with. How much? We always talk about raw money when it comes to action. Sure, can you increase your ROI from 5% to 6%? Well, great, if you get the extra 1%, that's great. But if you're only playing $10 a day, like how much of raw money does that, that equal? Like an extra 100 bucks by the end of the year? Which is great, you get an extra 100 bucks. But if you spent three hours a day to do that, like, dude, like you might, I mean, you might as well go cotton picking or something. I mean, there, there there may not even be a job that pays less hourly than doing that. So is that essentially
1: online surveys just right? Right. Just something like that. company's getting 10
0: cents a survey. Right. But is, is that essentially what you're are, are you are you going to contest now, like for like NBA or something? And you're going, I'm just going to play the contests that look like they're overlay. Yeah, that's
1: basically what I was doing is that, uh, yeah, the experiment was exactly, can you get enough action down, worth your time? And then, like, a a side element that's kind of what I was getting at is that if you don't really know anything about these, does that, like, because I think you said this before, when you pull up the DraftKings app right as contests open, as soon as they populate, you can see how much you paid, how much you entered do you actually capture that margin if you don't really know a ton about it? Like, I, I played, for instance, I have I won, and I, I'll tell you, I, did, I didn't make money. I got a lot of action down. I didn't make money. But also, like, when you're playing these things, this is kind of, I tweeted this in, like, the middle of the night one night. I was like, we're actually never going to, like, we're not going to know if I was a profitable player. I played for seven days, and half, like, most of what you're playing is large tournaments or, uh, or qual- like, uh, qualifiers and satellites, like, I, like, if I capture one really good day in a month of these satellites, I'll be a profitable player, and I've played for six days, so I, it's like hard to say actually what the true thing of, of my yeah. But would you
0: would you say that a better measurement then? Because obviously, the, with the variance so high, like yeah, you can't judge. You can barely judge after a year of doing this. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, exactly. but and it also depends on your skill level and the contest that you're playing. So there's so many variables. But yep. would you judge it by that number that that spread? between entries and like, like you said, when, when the contest lock, everyone is equal. So basically everyone is tied for first place. Yes. Right. It's like, it's, it's, it's everyone has zero. So when you see, you see with rate come out, normally, if you, you play, you have a thousand dollars of volume and then you see, you know, entries, a thousand currently winning $910, right? Like that shows like $90 has just been removed because of the rake. Now, if you have a thousand dollars worth of entries, and you need the green number currently winning, one thousand eighty-two dollars. That plus eighty-two represents how much either rake reduction. Because let's say a thousand currently winning, and you have uh, currently winning is nine eighty-two instead of a thousand. So you're only paying eighteen dollars. You're paying uh, what one point eight percent right there. So do you think that that is a better? Judge, instead of going by your results over a short period of time, of how much action can I get, and then what's that? What's that plus minus right there? And if you did that every day, like what you're, you're looking just at expectation. So at the end of the year, how much plus? If you put in a thousand and you're currently getting eighty-two dollars in, uh in expected like if you put in a let's say you put in a hundred bucks let me eat the numbers easy you put in a hundred bucks currently winning 108 bucks so that's plus eight percent right so if you do this every day can you get a return of expected return of plus two percent over the course of a period of time i'm using the term two percent because that's kind of like the inflation rate of, of the dollar like I, I always reflected on like can i put this money into the s&p 500 yeah. and how much can i get from just leaving it alone so to me, that's like the bench. I, I use that as benchmarks. So do you think that that's instead of worrying so much about did you actually profit that a better judge is to do this every day and then just record, you know, basically the the effective rake of your. Basically, the effective rake of your total number of entries, the effective rate could be positive. It could be negative. Yeah, I, I don't. Think so. I think
1: it it depends. The, like for the answer for everything is like just it depends. So for instance, I entered the uh, the 333 EPL slate like last Thursday or Friday. Uh, I I know a little bit about soccer, but I really haven't like actively played played soccer DFS. And uh, it didn't go well, but that number was significantly higher. Like DraftKings pay paid me you know a seven percent commission to play this contest. I still have to be at least averaged amongst people playing the 333 EPL slate. Those are probably very good players who I think if I was playing in the $5.50 entry, you know, make it a $5.50 entry, I'm not going to be playing against those players. And that's probably a relatively good judge. If I got a 7% commission on the $5.50 entry, I think the types of players that are playing in that contest, I'm within the ballpark of just entering like correlated well enough projected lineups. I don't think that was enough for me to be beating people playing the 333 EPL slate. I still entered it because I was curious if it was, but I I don't, I would say that if you're playing at that level of stakes, you're not just going to play correlated, you know, well projected lineups. You actually have to even inject more of the levers that specifically leverage into it. And I don't think I was doing that enough in those contests and then like NBA contests, the main slate contest. Like, I don't play, I maybe have entered $100 before this week in my entire life in the NBA contest. So I was just turning like volatility up in, in Fantasy Cruncher, but, you know, use whatever optimizer you want and trying to get unique lineups, but it wasn't using any sort of strategy to build le- like leverage into them. It wasn't saying like, all right, everyone's paying up at point guard. I need to be paying up somewhere else. And it still builds a similar lineup, but it wins in a different way. I wasn't doing that. So I think if I was making one or 2% commission, I'm going to just kind of call it commission because I think this is an easy way to frame it. If DraftKings was paying me a one or 2% commission, my lineups were like, they weren't they weren't going to bring down first anyway. So I would have bled money just a lot slower in the long run. So I think you probably have to be a little more granular with it. Now there were contests, like I think uh, our, our PGA Showdown stuff, people just weren't entering the best lineups. Like, they weren't particularly well projected. It was like whoever was, especially uh, I think in uh, round four of PGA Showdown, you get like, a small amount of points for where you finish, but it's not that much. You still need to have like a good day on the green or whatever they call it. I also don't play PGA golf. I don't play golf DFS, but people weren't entering particularly great lineups. Like I would just enter the same type of thing, like high volatility lineups into that. And I wouldn't see like anything close to what I was entering. So I think people were just like playing kind of bad lineups there in that scenario. I do think just the rake you paid, or in this case, the commission you got is probably a good measure in the the very high stakes EPL slate. No, you still need to be doing more. And I would not go back and play that specific one again. Now, would I just kind of play for the commission on other contests? Yeah, I do think there are a lot of contests out there that just like just getting that, you know, like you said, getting that above inflation rate is probably good enough. You will probably see that return in the long run. But like high stakes soccer DFS, where I'm just playing these like median projection, low leverage lineups. No,
0: you probably still need to
1: have. Skill plus, then you get to get your rake back. So yeah,
0: but but you're lo- you're you're losing less. So I mean, it, there there is still an effect. Like this this in and of itself doesn't b- make you uh, oh I don't need to know anything about DFS. Yeah. Let me just find the contests that are overlaying. Yeah, we I think we all agree that like yeah that's true. If everyone was equally skilled, but if you're not skilled even at the average level, yeah. this isn't going to turn you into how to make money playing DFS. This is just going to make you lose less. Right, over t- lose slower. It's very similar to, to blackjack when you know if you pl- if you play perfect basic strategy, yeah, like it just means you're gonna lose slower on average than someone that's hitting on eighteen and splitting to tw- and splitting face cards. It's like well, that's an that's even more negative EV strategy. But nothing's gonna turn it into a plus EV game without obviously getting into advantageous situations and counting cards and, and whole card swapping and dealer and all the, all the stuff that, that the casino will throw you out for. But, in, you know, in a fair, straightforward game of blackjack, like, oh, so, wow, I've got Lex Rake. But it just means that, like, the lottery. It's like, oh, there's less Rake in the lottery. It's, it's still negative expectation. So you still need to build good enough lineups, but you don't need to build as good lineups. Correct. So there there is... There, it, it, we're all talking about on a spectrum, a scale. So if you're the type of player who's an average player that is maybe beating a game in the long run for 2%, now this turns you into a 4 or 5% ROI type of player, possibly. Or if you're losing 5%, this may turn you into a break-even player. You're not changing anything about your skill, you're just finding contests that are that the sites are over over structuring or over you know sizing or putting in late. We've talked about it before. We talked about it previously about these satellites on FanDuel that are always overlaid. You're obviously because you're going to pay rake on the on the contest that you play it in because that contest most likely fills. But there's no there's 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 literally no rake. There's let you you're you're making money on the satellites but you're not you can't realize that ROI until you actually play the contest that the satellite ticket is for And you're going to get a fifteen percent rake on that. So that there's a. I I
1: have a lot of tickets that are going to be fifteen percent rake because so much of what this is is like chasing satellites, and it is so much easier to win the satellites when like they're half filled. But yeah, I still to still to pay some rake on uh, just an egregious amount of tickets. This turns out to just be like a currency exchange of where you get a good exchange rate of
0: of U.S. dollars to DraftKings tickets. Right. Like I did recently, uh, like on FanDuel, uh, on the last slate before the before the break like I entered the tw- 20 times into the they had $1 satellite and like it it literally I was they I guess it happened so often Fanduel awarded me the tickets when the when the slate locked like because it literally yeah. didn't even fill up to like there we it was like 3000 tickets it was supposed to be like 12,000 14,000 entries or something and I think it filled at like 2900 and it's like well they're giving away 3000 tickets so like I get 20 tickets right now because it didn't, and I just, I was expecting, because I don't play on FanDuel as much in the past yeah. that I do now, like DraftKings, you know, it'll just show there, and that green bar will just be everyone, right? You don't, there's no gray area, like, your entries are always going to be in there because, like, that's all the people that are in there. Uh, on FanDuel, apparently, they just give you, they just say, screw it, the contest is over, You everyone gets a ticket. So now I'm sitting there. I have a hundred. I have a, what? hundred and sixty dollars worth of tickets into tomorrow's whatever GP Wednesday two game slate GPP that I may not even build GPP lineups for. I may just put in my cash lineup and go give me a min cash. But it cost me. It cost me what? Tw- uh, forty bucks because I was in two of them or something. Uh, yeah, I think forty. Forty times four. Yeah, forty bucks. Uh, to get $160 worth of entries and even if I'm not playing like plus EV GPP lineups if I maximize for uh a it's just a, ca- a 1.5x cash like if I could cash all of them at 1.5x like now we're talking about 240 bucks right so I turned a $40 investment into 200 that's a 6x return on what essentially was the four x return in unrealized value because the satellite doesn't have a realized. You have to play the satellite, mm-hmm. uh, so you get from one to four, so that four x range, and then you get two x on that if you could just place a, that one line up forty times into the cash into the cash range. Now, optimally, you'd you'd build a one fifty, you'd build a GPP set, and you just duplicate your line. You know, just say okay, I'm putting forty into that. That would give you a higher EV, a higher return long term. Because remember, we all know that if you're playing GPPs to min cash, you're gonna just bleed your money away in the long run. But do I care about bleeding my money away when I'm getting four times? I'm already I'm getting four times equity in that as it is. So like my min cash in that is really a six x on my investment. So to me, I don't mind as much, especially if I'm not playing GPP lineups on FanDuel to begin with. Do I want to now have to put in an extra half an hour to build FanDuel lineup? That, that that's, But but isn't the, isn't that the other variable that we're talking about here? Because this all sounds well and good. People are listening going, I'm going to start chasing overlay. I'm going to start playing these satellites. I'm going to start looking at 658 before lock and, you know, oh, the 9 out of 11. Let me try to get in so I can pay rate free there and do all of that. And then maybe there, there's some slates and then you go into turbo slates, right? You go into the tiers and you go, maybe there's overlay there. Maybe there's overlay here. Maybe there's less rake free there. Maybe they, and then next thing you know, it's like you only have about $145 worth of volume. And even at a, at, even if you have an expected return of 10%, like you did all of that for 14 fucking dollars. Like like at what point is the time? I'm saying for me, myself on FanDuel, d- doing the satellites, that I'm going to be playing my cash lineup in all those satellites knowing that that's not the best strategy to maximize my EV. But it's the best strategy in comparison of the time because it, it, the extra time is zero. So to me, it's, it's, a, it's a denominator of zero because I'm playing cash on FanDuel already. So I'm already spending the time to enter all the 50-50s and all the double ups and looking at the three mans. And I'm already spending the time to do that. And I'm already going to be building, you know, my optimal lineup based on projections. So I don't even have to spend time thinking about what my lineup's going to be. And I'm like, well, do I want to now have to build 40 lineups? I could do what you do. I could say, just give me the top 40 projected line. Like, give me the top 40 optimals. Like, that would still be better than duplicating my lineup. But how much time does that take? Because now I have to have a CSV upload. Mm-hmm. And this all, this all sounds like, well, why can't you do that? Well, Maybe the three minutes that I spend to do that, the five minutes I spend to do that, is better spent on something else, on my DraftKings GPP lineups that I actually spend time on. So, am I willing to get less return? We see this uh, amongst like the the high stakes cash players, guys like Empire Maker. I'm going to build one lineup. I'm going to put it in everything, and he knows that when he puts it in, the monster, and he puts in like that's not necessarily the optimal lineup for GPPs. But the time it takes him to, I'll make a separate lineup for this and a separate lineup for that. It's just not worth it for his volume. He's playing $200,000 worth of volume. He's not going to make a separate 555 entry. It's just going to be wherever it places it places. And it's just that the time is not worth it for him. Have you seen, so far, I know this it's been you know a week maybe. Have you seen, have you been able to, what, or at least theorize just by looking, get enough action for the time? Like how much time are you spending? I, I'm spending,
1: the thing is, yeah, it was like a question of how little time can I spend to capture not all of this va- like this value. If it says I get $1,000 in a day and I make 1100 back, I don't even care if I captured 1% of that 11, uh, of what I said, $100. If I capture like $10 of that extra 100 and it took me 45 seconds throughout the day, like, yeah, my time is worth, $10 per 45 seconds. But it's like, how, how much do I have to scale my time? And it all started on like Saturday night, I tweeted this out and you said like, oh, you should do this. I'll have you on the show. And I was like, well, internet clout, I would do this just for the clout bucks to get on the, on this very popular show. So Sunday morning, oh, so you're I'm doing working. this for clout bucks.
0: So you get, oh, you get extra now, I, for that.
1: I was actually thinking about doing it before I even tweeted it out, but I was like, I'm not going to do it for everything. I'll just like, I'm playing, like I'm toying with some NHL, I'll try and on top of like learning NHL. I'll chase overlay in NHL. And you said, like, oh, do it for the rest. And I was like, sure, I'll find out if it's actually worth my time. Sunday morning, I'm wor- like um, I'm on news shift at Roto World and it's off football season on a Sunday. I'm I'm not gonna do anything all day. I will be doing nothing but refreshing Twitter. So perfect. I will, like my time has no value because I have to be tied to my computer anyways. I'm already working. So every single slate. Like I played every single contest that had overlay for an entire day. And at the end of the day, I was like, there were three slates that I got a good, like a, a worthwhile 100, 200, whatever dollars in. And then also I entered $1 into CSGO. I am never going to like, I, even if I know CSGO starts at noon, I'm never looking back at that. But for the PGA showdown, I got like two or $300 down. And I don't even think people are playing that well. And I got a ton of overlay, like DraftKings paid me a 10% commission mm-hmm. I, I will play, like, I'll be now waking up a little early on Sunday mornings to get those lineups in. So I think as I went through, I got about in, I think, a week and a day, maybe three or so thousand dollars down. I think it was just over three thousand dollars. And DraftKings paid me like a one or
0: two percent commission. And I think over, like, over. So one percent, one to two percent over, over, over. Overlay. So basically you. Me. you So if you if you considered the effective rake yeah. of those contests somewhere between 10 and 15 percent. That you got the 10 or 15% to the break even line and then you even got 2% o- over that. that so not, it's not it's not because some people may may misunderstand that it, oh 2% commission meaning that you took your rake from 15% to 13%. It's like no you took the 15% rake 17 percentage points over the to the correct. 2% yep. over. But, but you know how big of a deal that is? Oh, I mean I
1: like I think the next step for me is not like the next step for me is not like, oh well, I probably entered a below average three thirty three EPL lineup. The next step for me is like, how do I get just to average, so I can capture that? Because I think if I played that again, like the people entering that EPL lineup would probably beat me just in a neutral game, assuming like uh, you know no rake would probably beat me on average because they like I was probably maybe, maybe you're free.
0: sixty maybe you're sixty forty dog maybe.
1: Okay, yeah. So, but sixty forty dog, uh, even rake free, like. I'm probably not gonna win but if I can just get to 50 50 against mm-hmm. the field of players many of whom are really good EPL players some of whom are probably closer to my skill level if I can just get to 50 fifty I like that's my goal it's not to give up on that my next goal is to push myself from forty 60 to 50 50 even actually less because they paid me like seven or ten percent commission on that lineup right so, so, so you kept you it you could you could just you could be a
0: fifty five forty five you could be like fifty three
1: forty seven and be yeah, profitable. Exactly. So I, that's the next step for me is not like oh well I got some of this at high stakes which I don't think I'm a winner at right now on certain things like I think NHL maybe probably maybe uh, EPL no I don't really know a ton about it but my next step is not to give up on that it's like oh I can get three thousand dollars down and some of that I think is like like people it was in contests like NBA tiers like weird weird stuff like that NBA show oh this is perfect NBA showdown I'm chasing overlay some night and uh i it didn't even it ended up uh like i'm not quite used to the speed like on a on a tennis showdown if there's a 23 man contest with five people in it and a minute left it's getting to like seven entries right. nba like big slate showdown 5 seconds left i enter a 100 dollar contest it was at 4 out of 11 and it immediately jumped to 11 out of 11 mm-hmm. like oh what well, kind of sucks but it, i had been playing uh at least with my nba showdown i don't know how to make the best lineups but i know dupes are a horrible problem and if i can just like I'll just like I'll just brute force fantasy cruncher on 500 lineups. The first 20 are are Kyrie Irving and the next two are what like Harden is on, on that team. I mean, I literally don't know like Harden is on that team. I'll just take the second Harden lineup because it projects two points different. But I know I'm probably running into a lot of dupes in those first 11 just ballparking how much projection I'm willing to give up in an 11 man contest to get a unique Five people in this 11-man contest played the same entry. I could have played the worst lineup and still had a great EV because in a contest that pays out three places, five people entered the same lineup. And I was seeing that in the the smaller like qualifiers too, like a, a four-dollar entry and you get uh, one 250 satellite to whatever the NBA World Fantasy Championship or whatever is, and it pays out one place. And people are duping the same lineup like five or 10 times. I can enter terrible lineups and still have massive plus EV. Even if there was rake in these contests, I would probably solve a ton of EV just by playing a like mediocre, but non duped lineup. Now, adding the fact that they're filling 70% of the way, like I, I, my EV in those has to be super high. Whereas if I get to 50, 50 on the EPL, it's good because it didn't fill it. it you know, I got it seven or 10% commission, but like, I think I could have pushed the, you know, the expected value on some of these really high up and still, you know, get three or four thousand dollars down. There was like days where I was like, no, I'm not going to wake up at 750 to
0: chase the tennis overlay, even if it is good. I, I don't know. My yeah, but is but when you say chase overlay, we're still we're still talking about the overlay comes in the minutes before lock. So when when you say that you're spending time, like I just want to highlight this. It's not like the, the, we have an NBA slate tomorrow. It's eight o'clock. And you're getting up at 8 o'clock in the morning chasing over, like, there's there's no overlay. There's no—these contests are going to fill. The contests that you see in the lobby are going to fill for the most part. But maybe the big field GPPs you have to see later in the day. What you mean by your time is that you're playing all the slates in other—like, you're like— Well, tennis locks at eleven. Well, golf locks at twelve. The second round, second half showdown, or the the second half NBA showdown, like those the tiers, turbo tiers. The the I mean, we're talking about the little slates, the turbo slates. So you have, so you're gonna be around ten minutes before lock and assess. Like, let's take a look at the lobby. Our double ups not filling. Our GPPs not filling. Our because obviously you're not going down into the non guaranteeds because if they don't fill, they don't they don't fill. Uh, so do you, do you have, uh, lineups? Like how do you, cause you're not going to know what the overlay is. So is, are you, are you, like you said before, are like, if they're cash contests, do you just like play whatever the best, like awesome, projected optimal is? And then if it's a GPP, do you just, like you said, quickly go to your optimizer, say, just give me a you know you spend a minute and then you enter it, like because you're not going to know like yeah. so so obviously there's time involved with that but there's a crunch there there's not, it's a, like it's uh, not a matter of just the entering the too. contest like you need crunch. to make lineups
1: yeah so so typically for NBA it's a little harder cuz like projections can change up until like you know close uh, at lock or even you know yeah, Paul George right
0: 40 seconds
1: <laughs> yeah so that one's a little harder for, like, NHL, where it's, like, we pretty much know, like, lines and stuff, it's really convenient. I'll pick whatever $0.10 cent contest, because I can still play, you know, the less than $3 or whatever, pick whatever $0.10 cent contest is and throw 20 lineups into it. You know, that $2 is not, like, in the morning. I'll do that in the morning or not in the morning. Oh, so, so you're, you know. pre-
0: you're preparing. You've already, yep. I, I, you've already outlined what your day is going to look like yep. by making your line. So it's not the type of thing of, oh, I find the overlay and then make the lineups. It's like you already have a set plan.
1: And NBA has to kind of be, like, I can't make an NBA lineup in the morning. But you have and,
0: like, dummy lineups. You have something. You have, like, it's something there.
1: NBA, I don't even have dummy lineups. Like, I don't want to get caught, like, entering zeros and not be able to change it. So I will, like, I'll be crunching. Last, like, 45 seconds before, I upload the CSV and then start jamming in all the double ups. But for most other sports, like, I have, I have a dummy lineup. And I'll try Like, it's, it's a little hard because it's not, like, super intuitive on your phone. But I'll have, like, dummy cash lineup and dummy tournament lineups. Mm-hmm. Well, in advance, if I need to change them, I'll change them as, you know, late up to a few minutes. But yeah, I just have like tw- $2 in 20 lineups, you know, 10 cent lineups made hours in advance and just like on my phone, seeing contests, jam it, everyone jam it that it, it will obviously the ones I can tell will overlay. NBA's not. That's why that's why I didn't play almost any NBA main slate because of that. And if you're playing NBA main slate and like you need to late swap, well, like, Oh, I was already trying to enter the NBA turbo and the NHL turbo and some showdowns and stuff. I can't be juggling all these things. So I actually almost played no NBA main slate. It was all the turbos and but it was every turbo, every showdown, same time as NHL showdowns and stuff, but it was almost all optimized around like I don't I can't be late swapping. I don't want to be late swapping, so it will be A, difficult, and B, like I just don't want to. It's like a Right, but
0: but better for way. the purposes of what you're trying to do, you're you're trying to get you're trying to eke as much money out of the average lineup. Like yes, it, that's, it, that's it seems a, like a
1: perfect way to describe.
0: It, it. Right. Yes. I think I think that I think a better way. Yes, you could if you did this and then like made the best lineups you can and spent you know and had like like this is why if you're already doing that, getting the getting the commission as you put it from DraftKings and finding the contest just increases your profit. But even if you just wanted to take, it's very similar. It's a very similar experiment, if you want to call it, as what I'm doing in NBA cash games. Of I've already just I've ceded control of what I'm doing. I'm just saying whatever the roto grinders' projections say the optimal is. That's what I'm playing, and I'm just and my goal right now, all my time is on diversification. How can I? on three sites how could i optimally diversify my action to smooth out that variance even cuz i'm looking at a lineup going if i had to choose i wouldn't play these guys like this 2v2 i know what's going to happen but over the course of 200 slates what am i what's that benchmark can i beat that number so like my goal in this experiment is not to have the best lineup it's to have the best diversification it's to have the 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 risk free like i don't want to call it risk free but the I didn't have to put any time into this other than diversification, and this was my return based on this projection source. And you could change your projection source, you could aggregate whatever. But just uh, taking the taking the actual DFS play out of it as a con- to have a constant of what this is. So what you're doing essentially is I'm not trying to be. You're not trying to beat players. You're not trying to yeah, beat yeah. users. You're just like can I make a lineup? That is at least above average. How much can I make on that lineup by just finding overlay or rake free, rake reduced contests? And because to make that average lineup probably takes like very little amount of time because yeah. you're not I mean, concerning your on
1: the contest seconds. Yeah,
0: right. You know, because you're not concerning yourself uh, with correlation and leverage and what ownership is. It's just like, can I make a lineup that that has a good probability of minimum cashing in whatever contest? Double ups, obviously, that's, you know, you get paid the same amount regardless. And how much money can you make on on that? And because if the if the answer is that you can and it's substantial enough, then why then then why not?
1: Yeah, it's exactly what I was doing, and I like it's a week, so it doesn't really say much. And a lot of my action came in like really weird spurts, like that 333 EPL slate. I earned twice. I didn't win, but like I don't think I earned terrible lineups. I don't know if I was plus EV or not in that, but it does affect my what my ROI was within a week drastically. Like I lost. Right, because it's such a big
0: proportion money. of what your volume that you're putting in.
1: And same with NBA second half showdown of the All Star game. I got a lot of action on that. Very plus, you know, plus EV in terms of the commission I was you right. Know, but you uh, probably replaced. played LeBron
0: and got fucked. Y- you would be correct. You would be <laughs> right <correct. and> didn't <laughs> play the second half. Fuck him. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah,
1: but I, I mean, I, I got a ton of, I'm going to call it good action in the sense of DraftKings was on average paying me to play on those two nights. I got like, like, uh, 800 or a thousand dollars on those two nights at like a seven to 10% commission. But, uh, one you do need to make like, just not deadline. I don't think I was doing that. But given that, you know, like that EPL slate, I do think people are probably pretty dang good at that. They're willing to throw up $333. So the next step in this would be and will be because I'm going to do it a little bit more selectively will be to at least get myself to like we were talking about the EPL. 43, 57. I'm still not particularly close to the average skill level, but DraftKings is paying me so much to play that contest. And if I can just squeeze out a few dollars by playing the most, uh, like, two steps above the most mediocre lineup, I will be trying to do that. And for, like, uh, for NBA Showdown, like I was saying, it takes eight, not even, it takes like three extra seconds to scroll down from the optimal lineup to the seventh optimal lineup because that optimal lineup has a very good chance of being duped. It's worth my time to inject a little, like, if you want to call that leverage or whatever, it takes two seconds of my time to do that. So my next step in this is to find those little extra edges. Like NBA, it was already just like, don't uh, don't play the top optimal lineup in a contest that pays out one spot. Beyond that, I am doing nothing else. So there are tweaks you can make to playing the best average lineup. The best average non-duped lineup is a tweak I made in NBA. And finding all these small tweaks, I think doesn't take long. It doesn't take a lot of your time but does make a big difference in terms of your ROI for like the non dupes or types of things. So if I can bring like, if I can get that commission, like just capture as much of that commission as possible, that's the next step. But yeah, like you can get a lot, a lot. I got in a week, I got like $3,000. And on the day I played the EPL slate, I was like, I have a lot of money for this uh for this theory on the line right now i don't really want to find out how much more i can get down on the next slate so i took the rest of the night off until like you know the late night showdown slates or whatever i was like i'm not going to chase whatever uh epl showdown or Liga mx showdown because i have a lot of for me it was it was a lot of money riding on this i did not just feel personally like i wanted to put that much money down i'm sure i could have squeezed out a good bit more money or like days where i was like no I don't want to wake up at, at 4 a.m. to chase overlay in uh, League of Legends. Like, if you are willing to do that, I'm, I am w- I would guess, just, like, rough estimate, you can get, like, $5,000 a week at least down commission-free. How much of that can you capture? I mean, commission-free, like, 1% or 2% commit commission at least. How much, of, how much of your time are you willing to spend staying up till 4 a.m. to do that? How much, uh, like, are you willing to risk? Like, is that comfortable with what you're risking? But I would say for anyone who is, like, a semi-casual player, like, I would—I mean, maybe I'm making, like, dummy lineups or having, like, the shell lineup in a 10-cent contest, but I would be waiting until one minute before lock every single night. If I'm playing, like, $100 of NBA, I would, you know, try and get my lineup in a—like, a dummy lineup in a 10-cent contest. That one is set and ready to go a minute before lock, and I would only be entering contest a minute before lock because you can get—like, you can get your action down so much better— if you're just willing to, you know, wait up until the end and do that. And even if you're playing hundreds of dollars a day, that I don't know about thousands a day, but thousands a week, you can get that all in commission free, just to be a little more selective. So I think for anyone who is anything other than like full-time living, I don't think you can get $10,000 a week down on it, but if you're not trying to make an entire living,
0: you can get 100% of your action down rake free. So like to put things into perspective, like you think it's reasonable if you play multiple sports. That you multiple could, sports, yeah, multiple sports, multiple slates, too. You have to right, multiple you sports, to, multiple slates. Could you think you, you could get $500 down in a day, either yeah, rate-free or weekends, with a commission? Sure. I
1: got 500 down all the time on weekends because you get like a bunch of – you get PGA showdown, PGA late showdown, mm-hmm. tennis, all of these things in the middle of the week, especially right now. We don't have uh, NBA, right? It starts back up tomorrow. Maybe not as much. But you could get – you could average that. You're getting most of it in on the weekends because that's when all the sports are running, NASCAR is running. But, yes, you could easily average uh, And, and, and is this
0: primarily GPPs or cash games?
1: It's almost all GPPs and satellites. Every once in a while you'll pick up, like, you know, double-ups on, on the cheap. Just they don't overlay. So, so, it, uh, so
0: don't. in the in, – okay, the, the question I have is I'm doing the calculation. Just yeah. a very broad just, – just, just a highlight for the people listening. What would you consider the effective rake if the contest filled – of, of $500 worth of action? Would you consider it like 13%? Uh, yeah, that's probably... A yeah. mix because obviously you have 15% GPPs, but you also have some satellites that may be 12% rake. You may have double ups that are 11% rake. So like, what's like the average rake? Is it more closer to 15 or more closer to 10?
1: Oh, yeah, I see. It'd be much more closer to 15. It'd be like, if you averaged it all, it would be like 14 or 13. I guess, though, you are getting probably a little bit lower rake if you, like, play, you know, higher stakes. Higher stakes, stakes. right. Uh, But
0: but let's just say... 13 is probably a safe estimate. Okay, so let's just Uh, say... You want to err on
1: the side of rake.
0: Okay, so let's say 13%. So if you put 500 bucks in and all these contests actually did fill, you'd be paying $65 in rake. Yep. Okay? So now instead of that, you're... are going to play rake free or possibly get paid one to 2%. So let's say 2%. Let's say you're able to get $500 worth of action so that when the green number comes up, it says 510, right? 2%, right? That's what would be to 10 bucks, yeah. 2%. Yeah. So instead of putting, you put in 500 bucks and now you're getting back. So that's now you're getting $10 instead of paying So in in an expectation, Mm. you've just earned yourself $75. Right. Because instead of paying the rate
1: on average, you could do that for an entire week. I mean, I don't know what it's like uh, when NHL, NBA preseason or spring training MLB are going, but right now you can absolutely get that uh, at, at those
0: rates, you know? Right. So, so let's say you, you, if you, if you spent the time to play $500 a day, You'd make $75 in expectation, assuming that you could make an average lineup or whatever. So per week, that would be $525, right? Per year, okay. that would I mean, per year, that's, I mean, we're talking about, if you did it every day, that's $27,000.
1: Yeah. I so, mean, especially like the, if you are playing, I think you can even increase that. Uh, you can increase the commission you're getting if you are playing ten or fifteen dollars because you put that all into satellites and the satellites half fill or like you said they just give you the ticket. Right. So if you're even more comfortable, just like oh, I am going to maximize the overlay chase at the expense of not getting uh quite as much action down, you can even maximize that more if you know you're a little more casual player, you're not playing five hundred dollars a day. Right. But you also
0: probably notice, I mean, I know that. The higher the stakes you get, the more overlay you'll find. But also that average lineup has to be a lot better. Because it's yeah, more that's, likely that's why, like yeah. you'll more likely I'll find at the at NBA lock that the $250 double up is only eight out of eleven. And I'm going to get in as the ninth or possibly tenth guy, but it's like, well, it's also a $250 double-up. And I'm getting it the ten people in there are me and the nine best NBA. DFs play. I mean like it's you're not playing it's these aren't dollar contests or you may have uh like like you said with the EPL the three thirty three like or the two seventy five because i you're talking to someone that does play that's that those are the contests I play, but i i even I play them when they overlay, but of course, I'm a much better soccer DFS player than you are, but those con you're you're not playing against crappy player I mean like the average yeah. lineup is much different so finding this overlay. You're more likely, or the rake-free stuff, in the higher stakes. But you just have to realize your average—I think—would I think. I think would you consider it a good—if someone wanted to step up their play? Like, I think this technique, if you want to call it a tactic or a technique, may be best. If you say the optimal player type is, uh, is a sm- lower stakes, profitable player— that wants to step like wants to get more action. Less than someone that like if you're if you're not a profitable player already, finding the overlay in the high stakes is not gonna it's you're don't still just, gonna you be a losing don't. player. But I'm talking about like if you're playing a hundred dollars a slate right now, if you're and you're profitable, if you're playing a 200 bucks a slate and you're profitable, and you've been proven over two, three years, and it's like, well, if I could play the two hundred and fifty dollar You know, four max GPP, if it overlays and, you know, or rake free, like your, your average lineup is still going to be good enough to make up that difference of the, like, if you could play that contest rake free, you would still be profitable because you're still a good enough DFS player to do so. So instead of thinking in terms of, well, if I'm playing 200 bucks a day, now I am going to play 400 bucks a day. Like maybe you should, the extra $200 should go into five minutes before lock finding the overlay and not minding if you're playing a hundred dollar contest because you've still been proven good enough at the lower stakes that your average lineup stands to be competitive enough that you're going to show positive expected value in that contest anyway.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's like the perfect way of framing it. If you are playing like, you know, $200 and you're like, should I max out the largest NBA contest or whatever? Should I max out the largest contest and pay the you know, fifteen percent rake. You are I, I have to, like the players can't be that good playing the two fifty. that it is not worth getting your fifteen percent rake back. And then, like in my case, I found an extra seven percent commission. even if your players, like you said, you're playing against better players, they your average lineup is going to go from being like above average in your low stakes to even below average or average at the higher stakes. my my inclination is that instead of playing in the largest contest that fills and you pay fifteen percent rake, you are better off playing against better competition without a doubt, like not going to contest that you're playing against better players, but getting a 7% rake back. That's like, it would be really hard for me to believe that the players you're playing against are that much better that it's worth the
0: inverse 22% you got on rake. Right. But people would listen to this. A lot of people will listen to this and go, well, this is, this is some nitty shit, <laughs> but I mean, but if not you wrong, take, but if you take a look at the numbers to me, it's not, to me, this is, to me this is free money i mean like i i, I just don't understand like oh well, i don't want to take the time like how much time are you realistically taking i don't i don't think it, it, it for the expectation raw money worth i i think it's worth it if you could put if you could get an extra 75 bucks a slate on 500 dollars worth of volume like how is to me i don't view that as nitty at all i think i think the behavior is viewed as nitty but i think that, obviously, the more people that try to do this, obviously, the overlay tends to, you know, go away, right? I mean, we saw that in the past where, oh, like, oh, it's only half full, two hours to lock. And then next thing you know, it's yeah. it's it's the it's almost always full because everyone just chases, right? Every, it's like, oh, well, now I'm going to put in 150. Now I'm going to put in 150. And it's like, oh, okay. That actually went off, like, yeah, rake reduction. It was only 4% rake, not 15, but it didn't, like, overlay like 20% or something that it happens. But I think just based on on the time scaling, this type of overlay, as long as the UIGEA remains in effect where the sites have to post a a prize pool. Because obviously you get rid of that and it's just like it fills to whatever it fills and it's a percentage, like then overlay is done. Then there's no, we're, we're fucked at that point, Right. Right, it's just going to keep on filling. A contest could fill double. It doesn't matter. It's just going to be percentage payouts. Uh, do you, don't you think that that as long as there's a five ten minutes before lock and sites are going to post new contests, that this this type of overlay slash rake reduction like will always exist, especially when they're adding new formats and new slates and because they're trying to churn as much rake as they can get to sites, so. I mean, do, do do you think this goes away anytime soon? No, one, because like I, I come on here and tell you that I played 3,000
1: uh, with a 1% commission. Like how many people are actually going to go and do what I did? Like nobody wants to. It wasn't like the Sunday I did. It wasn't like a fun Sunday. I was like, just like, oh man, how do you play a tennis lineup? And we had like, you know, awesome. i had like, a, here's how you play tennis. I was like, all right, I get it. I understand how to... Enter a lineup. That don't was, play two
0: two players against each other. Yeah, right. exactly.
1: Just learning the basics of, like, not doing that. Or, like, soccer. Like, I knew this already, but had I not known, I'd be like, all right, you know, you get correlation. You get, like, uh, set-piece takers. You've got, you know, clean sheet uh, bonuses for goalie and defense correlates with that. I've got those. I can make an average lineup. So you have to learn how to make the average lineups, and you can make some tweaks on that. But, like, I don't – not many people want to do what I'm doing. I don't blame them. It's like a big sink of time. It just happens to be, like, if I'm but already playing – But to people, it's uh, – it's kind of, I think we're weird people,
0: Kyle. Yeah, no. It's to me, this sounds like fun. This sounds like an intellectual challenge.
1: I, 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 no, that's why I wanted to do it. It's like, uh, yeah, I didn't think... I wasn't sure if I was going to make money. Like, can I... Is the average... like, Like you said, is that, quote, average lineup good enough to make money, can I get a lot of, a lot, can I get any reasonable amount of money worth my time in? I think the answer to like a lot of those is yes. Like the average lineup is probably not going to be good in NBA showdown, but you know, making some small tweaks to quote the average lineup. I found it really interesting to see if I could get a reasonable amount of money in with it turns out to be, you know, a 1% commission. I could probably even push that anymore. I found it very interesting. I don't think many people think it is, so it will probably always exist. And like you said, with all these, like, like so much of my action was showdown action, regardless of sport. It was just showdown action because it's, like, a very specific time. It's not when, like, you know, a guy sitting down on his couch watching golf or whatever – throws some lineups into it on whatever golf starts on like Thursday, probably throws it in and then and doesn't think about it. I'm like, man, it's noon on a Sunday. There's half of the golfers still have left to go. How much action can I get in? I don't think many people think like that. And they keep adding like in game, like in game showdown. They keep adding this stuff and they keep adding sports. Like we got all the esports this past year. And like, you know, we'll get XFL back in a, in a year or whatever. They keep adding some sports and they keep adding contests within each sport and lock times. They keep, you know, the mini half turbo second in-game showdown type of contest. I think, you know, unless something changes where they don't have to put up guaranteed money. No, not enough people are going to be doing this to the point where you don't get a commission. I think you could always just go and get a commission if you wanted, you know, to hopefully capitalize on it, which I, I didn't, but I think if I do it in the long run, I will. So I'm going to keep doing this with some slight
0: modifications. Right, because even the sites don't care that much because it's not like they're overlaying massively. I mean, like these are, these are, I mean, they're giving up $8 here and $10 there. Yeah. Like it doesn't, like what else are they going to, they're going to put up a double up that's a 23 man double up. If it fills 19 out of 23, oh well, that $3 double up, is overlaid by by five bucks. And like- of course they they're making more money in the in the broader sense of it but uh it it, it the way that you put it, I like the way that you put it that it it almost feels like you're it, like it you're getting paid to play yeah if you can just enter
1: like a like it probably helps to like have I have access to like projections for every possible sport and every almost every, like maybe not in game showdown, you probably need to be able to enter average lineups. But if you do that and be a little
0: selective, yeah, you can definitely just get paid to play. Right. And then, and, and you're chasing overlay. So this is, it's like you're getting laid and then getting paid. That, that is, uh, get a laid, get paid. Isn't that the reverse? Isn't, isn't that the reser- that, reverse? That would
1: be the reverse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Isn't that the reverse of man's? That would be, that would be, that would
1: be the reverse, I believe. But, okay. uh, you know. It's a it's it's a bit too uh, too nitty to be that cool like you know just get paid right. hey, get laid it's too cool so we reverse it because it sounds uh, it sounds a little bit off which is kind of what this is like it to be kind of weird to just be like I don't know anything about this sport but I know they'll give me a few extra dollars today if I if I play it it to be a little weird to do that so I guess that's why we reverse the saying right the reverse man's that's what that is. Yeah, Man's is, like, too, too cool. It, like, Man's doesn't seem like someone who would actually be nitty. He's just, like, throwing cash around, like, you know, getting, getting paid, getting laid, doing whatever, where me, I'm like, hold on, honey, I know, I know, you know, you've got, uh, you've got the candles on, the roses laid around the bed, but there's actually a San Jose Shark Showdown slate where it's $5 and no one's in this contest yet, so I hold off on the get laid. I, I gotta go make, like, weird money on, like,
0: stupid sports. I'm, I'm waiting for the man's N- NFT, because, you know, that has to be coming. What, uh, like, isn't that just like, because what man's, man's coin, though, is the,
1: the physical crypto, is man's NFT just art? Like, just physical, painting? No, it's actually
0: the human being, it's right? man's, oh, Like, you just get to buy hanging out with man's. Right, right, exactly, a physical NFT. Uh oh, that would be, uh,
1: I would pay, I'd pay all the, all the rake I just got. You'll out. get a non-fungible I, I, experience. I uh, not uh, not the word fungible just makes it sound gross. Like uh, you can't funge an experience with man's This is that real stuff. So uh, yeah, but uh, no, I think there are a lot of aspects of this that I wanna I wanna keep going with. Like I, I won't play in contests that are like really important to late swap because uh, like I don't want to commit my time to that. I probably won't wake up at 4 a.m. for the League of Legends slate. I won't play like you know Liga MX because they the largest contest like 20 people in Liga MX. But like do I want to get good enough to reach that 43, 57 lineup in like mid to high stakes EPL, even if I scale it down from 333 to $50? Like, yeah, and I think it is like probably really, like, I don't want to give it too much credit, but it does seem like it'd be fairly easy to find out a way to make an average lineup and capture 1% rake on a lot of, a reasonable amount of money. Money that is certainly worth my time. Right,
0: but the key, I mean, you're coming from it, from a, you're, you're coming from it, not knowing the sport, trying to build the average lineup. But I'm highlighting the fact that, you, the the tactic and technique that you're using would be beneficial for those who are already could already build an average. Like uh, I'm already like I'm already good at soccer. I'm already good at NBA. Yeah. I'm already good. Oh. Like I'm I'm already like this is not. I'm playing Australian rules football and I have no clue what the fuck's going on. No, and it's I'm, like I'm I need to Aussie find Aussie
1: rules soon. Got some tickets.
0: Right. I need to, I need to find something that show, like something and uh, hopefully NASCAR. I don't play but i'm sure there are projections i could i could find for that it's not like i'm doing that like you can that's what you're doing that is but that I, is
1: what i was doing for many sports
0: right but let's say you already play five different sports there're pl- there're probably plenty of people that don't realize how much overlay or at least rake reduction there is in the turbo slates the showdown slates and like if i'm already playing a main slate so let's say on Thursday, because obviously Wednesday, this Wednesday only has two games. So on Thursday, you play the I mean, main slate. Obviously, only has two games. If I knew the like I Right, you don't NBA even know. Right. I wouldn't even know. Right, but on an NBA slate, there could be there could be a main slate, a turbo slate, a night slate, three showdowns. And like if you're able to find, if you're able to reduce the fifteen percent rate to, to, to positive and get even if you just re, let's screw it you don't even get the positive you just reduce it so you're playing rake free like look I just want to highlight I paid 2.2 2 million dollars worth of fees over I mean over the course of a year I could go to, let me go to my yearly so it's it doesn't sound like as much I mean obviously 2.2 2 million dollars of entries like Alex does that in about a week so like <laughs> like does that imagine how much rake that those guys pay uh let me go to my dates in Roto Tracker, and just go by year. So, like last in 2020, which it was a COVID year, so like there was a yeah. you know gap, four hundred and eighty about four hundred eighty thousand dollars wagered. If the effective rake on that is even just ten percent, that's forty eight thousand dollars. So if if I was able to play every slate, rake free, I would have made. 48 I mean like that equals that amount of money I mean like I don't I don't think people understand that 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 the rake means a lot I mean if they got rid of the rake in DFS the the number of profitable DFS players would be exponentially higher like there'd be tons even if they were redu- do if they reduced the rake by five percent to just ten percent and then the cash games were like three percent rake They'd be so many. I mean, they'd be so many more profitable players. So if you have a way, if there are slates available, and these sites are adding slates all the time, because because uh, Kyle, we didn't even mention you're just doing this on DraftKings. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like I started yeah. at the beginning saying, like, I'm not even going to count Super Draft. They tell you that, like, their market, they're doing the market. Right, well,
0: legendary. I mean, but that's a special instance. I, I want to get away from the the – they're doing it on purpose for a specific period of time to get you to play there, which you should take advantage of. That's very yeah. similar to sportsbook bonuses, right? Like, come and get your free bet. Like, you should take advantage of all of that stuff. But I'm talking about more the mature, more mature markets where, well, you if you're doing – if you could get $500 of action on DraftKings rake-free – you get fi- you can probably get $500 of action on FanDuel rake free. Yahoo, I play Yahoo and I could tell you some of those higher stakes $109 double-ups regularly fill 10 out of 11. 10, nine out of 11 and like and that's rake free right there and I'm always there at 658. Like how do I enter and any late contests? I mean, it's not just DraftKings. So even if, let's say, you could all, and, and all those sites, Yahoo has three NBA slates. FanDuel yes. has Showdown and Weird, whatever formats they have. Uh, I, 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 I truthfully think if you spent, if you were willing to spend the time that, would, 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 would you say, if you had access, Kyle, I'm going to pose a hypothesis. Sure. If you had access to projections for any sport. So, and there were goods projections. Obviously, you're at Osmo, so they have projections for everything, right? Roto Grinders, we, we have projections for everything. Okay, if you just had access to that, which just gives you the baseline of like they're good enough, and I could build an average lineup like that. If you were to hunt for overlay like you've been doing on every site for every slate that's available, that you know, and you looked, and maybe you don't play certain slates or whatever that. Do you think that with an average lineup, as long as you could build an average lineup, that you could get – you could make thirty dollars to $40,000 a year just doing it? I think – before before taxes, yes. Probably. Before taxes, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before, I, I've thought about that too. I was like, well, you know, you lose lots of taxes. And, like, I, I think actually there are, like, so many ways I could have optimized what I was doing. Realistically, there are many times – so, yes, I think the answer to you is is probably yes – um, especially if you did like, there are just some simple fine tuning things like I was saying with Showdown, but like if I had an iPad and my phone, I, I, I could not enter, I couldn't really enter if there was good overlay on two Showdown sites at the same time. I was like, I was clicking as fast as I could and could not get all my lineups in. If I have an iPad, a phone, and... And I'm like clicking both showdowns and I'm on multiple sites. You could push what I, I, I did the bare minimum. Like you could push what I was doing so much farther to where they're playing you a one percent commission and you are already a, like maximizing your profit in different ways. Non dupes, getting extra action down on like multiple slates that lock at the same time. Like I, I could have been like playing NBA classic and late swapping like you like if like I just wasn't like I didn't hardly know anything about that. So I wasn't. So, yes, like I got. Uh, you could probably double at least or triple what I got down, just like kind of semi-casually chasing overlay like a weird knit. I got 3000 in a week. You could like 5000 just on DraftKings and push your edge on how you were doing that with, you know, like I was like non-dupe strategies. I'm sure there are other things I haven't thought of, better correlation. And then you could do that on all these different sites. Yeah. I mean, you get like $10,000 down in like a week.
0: And if the by- effective, uh, let's say the effective rate is 12% and you're getting it rake free, that's... That's twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. And just multiply that by weeks a year. So yeah, absolutely. right. So twelve hundred dollars times that's that's sixty to seventy thousand dollars. And expect. I, I want to make it clear, expectation. Yeah. I, oh, I right. I, I get the difference between expectation because I had
1: you can I, so I had to actually uh, I don't I couldn't find in Rotor Tracker if they uh, tracked the rake you paid right. Spe- like because it uh, just, like they're not used to my kind of play apparently. So I actually had to download my own uh, CSV history take the days I did and then remove, I was playing some of my own. Like I was like, I'm not chasing overlay on like certain like NHL stuff. I'm just, I, I'm trying to win normally like a normal, not weirdo. So I had to remove those. And then I calculated my, uh, you know, calculated the rake I paid. So uh, yeah, uh, that was um, not, not the, well, it wasn't not the easiest,
0: but it was just funny. Where, where was I going with this? I don't know. Do, do, do other people, does, does, does someone like Adam find, find what we do to be too nitty?
1: I, I, I don't like you shouldn't. It's
0: for To me. It's moment.
1: not to me. It's smart. I don't know. Oh, I, oh, so well. what I was saying, what I was saying was that uh, and then I so I took all my contests. I figured out how much rake I paid, which was negative, And then I sorted by contest uh, entry size or uh, dollar size. So how much you're paying. And I would assume some of this is playing against worse competition. But also some of this is like like the LeBron thing is that I, I think I ran kind of bad on all of my expensive stuff uh cuz i literally my six highest entry dollar contest i didn't cash a single one mm. i did i played pretty well on plate as if i'm doing anything really on all the some of the cheap stuff also the overlay there is more but like i like you have to accept that you are playing either high dollar stuff which like if you lose that that's probably you've just lost for a week or two like it's just like hyper tournament play you're chasing satellites and expensive tournaments and stuff you don't know a ton about, showdown, which is in itself highly volatile. So if you did this, you would have to accept that like you are, on average, supposed to make a lot of money, and it's going to come at, like it's just hyper-tournament play. It's only tournament play, and you're getting showdown slates and lots of money some days, and $50 another day or something like that. So it's hyper-volatile, but it's like, is literally paying you a commission to, to play this way, so
0: right. Yeah, so you I still need a that good, that I, that I still sizable receive. enough bankroll to survive the swings of even doing exactly. Rips. Yeah,
1: I, that's that's. I mean, that's why I didn't like want to like. I didn't even max out that EPL one because I was like, I don't want to have a thousand dollars down on this EPL slate where I'm just seeing if being average is good enough. Uh, so yeah, you have to have the bankroll to survive these up ups and downs, uh, and you have to just be comfortable with like, yeah, I'm playing like stuff I don't know about. So you know, I hope hopefully I'm entering average. Average lineups into contests where that beats it. And that, even if that, assuming that is the case, which in a lot of sports, I could kind of infer that that was the case for me. Like, I lost money this week and I still think I was probably a plus EV player, maybe, especially if you like, if I probably don't play that uh, EPL Slate, because I would imagine there were some really good players in there. I don't think my average lineup was good enough. But uh, if you kind of make some slight tweaks to it, you're going to be hyper volatile. But I think it would be super easy, free 1% or 2% commission, at least, if not more.
0: Right and and you're saving the ra- I mean just highlighting that saving the rake is I mean it's any money that you're not paying to DraftKings is money that you're keeping in your pocket. No, I mean like 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 I said I think like, DraftKings on average it
1: didn't pan out but on average DraftKings paid me to play $3,000 in action. They literally gave me money to pay to play $3,000 in action in a week. You know, I certainly didn't come away with $3,050, but I think if I did this over the long run and
0: then made some slight adjustments to it Easily, that is the return you'd probably see. Right, and you said the the effective uh, rake was like plus minus two percent, so they paid you two percent.
1: Uh yeah, it was. I think it was like one uh, percent. Yeah,
0: one percent. So that basically they said it's kind of like they said to you, "Hey, Kyle, we're going to give you thirty bucks, so you play three thousand dollars worth of volume, rake free."
1: Yeah, and I think I could have gotten like like I was playing like uh, you know I already had NHL lineups because I was playing NHL, and I was like, "Oh, this one's gonna." over, this one's going to be 9% rake. Like, If I wanted to only chase, like, plus, like, paid contest, I think you can adjust to get, like, maybe a little less action down, but only play in the ones where they are literally paying you. Because, like, if, if I said, like, I'm telling you a lot of contests I played 8%, 7%, 1%, break even, think about all the contests that they, that pay, like, if I got above 0%, that means there were a lot of contests that were 7%, 8%, 10%. I mean, there were some, con like, like it was only once every two or three days and it was $20, but it literally, it was like the the tickets thing where it was a
0: tournament bill, a tournament payout and everyone won money. So. Right, right. I get that sometimes in double up on some, some of these soccer slates or whatever. It's like, it's, it's four at 11 with a minute left to go. Yep. It's like, I'm the fifth guy in and I'm, and that's it. And it's like, everyone wins. It's like, they're going to pay out five spots to a double up and there's only five guys in there and. And you're good. There, you you won. You you <laughs> just free money. It's just literal free money. Uh but like I said, if more people did this, don't you think that there would be more of a rush? I mean, because you saw you saw even with that the high stakes yeah. contest. It was four out of eleven, and then within thirty seconds, it was it's seconds eleven. Was 11.
1: I think it was five. 11 with six seconds left now i was like ah oh, free money baby and uh no literally so i think yes if more people did it i just i have no faith in people to play this weird dumb nitty strategy people aren't gonna i don't do think it's it. weird i don't, I don't it. think it's dumb i just think people are lazy yeah yeah it's, it's not dumb in the sense of it literally like if you can just play average we'll make you money it's just like weird and you don't people don't want to be like locked down to their computer doing all this stuff like i get why you wouldn't but like I do. I do want to make this money. So, uh, I I don't think other people will do it. If they did, of course it would, uh, you'd, I I probably, if other people were doing it, I probably wouldn't have gotten played commission free. I would have gotten two, three, 4% rake, but no one is almost no one is doing this. Obviously with like NBA, I said six other people, at least were doing it. So, uh, yeah, there would be definitely that rush. I think you could even, you know, you can't like model this out, but you can even get a good idea of like you said, like five minutes left, uh, EPL 11 people. If two people are in, that ain't filling. It's a two-game EPL slate on a Thursday afternoon. NBA, the premier showdown slate, that will probably reasonably fill. So you can actually, like I started to get kind of a feel on which contests we're going to fill or come close to fill. The rake would at least uh, not go down as much. So you could even sort of not model, but in your head like a a heuristic, like, okay, if it's, Seven out of 11 in an NBA contest, it's going to fill even with five seconds left. So, yeah, as more people, as if
0: more people are going to do this, as more people would, you would have to kind of adjust how you chase the rate. Rig. Right. I could see myself doing something like this, similar to you, where you set your lineups up beforehand. Like, to me, like... It's, you ha- I think you ha-
1: not have yeah, to... Yeah,
0: like like, what, of- like like what you said. Like, what I, would norm- what I would think about doing is I would build a cash lineup, a double-up type of lineup... Yeah. I would build like a single entry GPP type of lineup. And then I would have 20, another lineup that's space, not a 20 set of lineups that are just for large field GPPs. And then now it's five minutes before lock. And it's like this double up ain't filling. This lineup goes into that. This single entry GPP, this ain't filling that goes into that. And then it's like, Oh, the, the quarter arcade, or if you're still eligible for it, it's like the second version of the quarter arcade is like half filled and is fifty nine seconds to go put my twenty lineups into that like but you have to but in order that's that's why like I mentioned before, like you almost have to set this up beforehand because there's no way for you to to do this a minute before lock and then build your lineups
1: yeah exactly that's like uh but I do think like you're thinking about it the way I am is like okay, we're building average lineups, but now can we build uh, it doesn't have to be great, but build a comparable tournament set just a 20 set it doesn't even have to be that good because you're chasing overlay but like where's the next where's the meta go in this and it's having 21 lineups a 20 set and then your double up because you don't want to like ideally you don't want to play that double up in a tournament so like these are the kinds of modifications you can make to not only get a one percent commission but like most capitalize on that one commission and maybe even be a profitable player within like the confines of doing this like not like uh not like you won't be profitable but even expand on not just capture the one percent commission but push beyond that because like you're entering a viable doesn't to be good but a viable 20 set into the arcade or whatever is like i I think that also is not that hard like like you said you could have in your um all the tickets you got on fanduel it probably isn't that like I guess the uploading a CSV is a little bit more time. But I would right. say it's I would argue I would have at least uh built if you had uh, I don't remember how many lineups you had, twenty, let's just call it twenty, whatever. I would have at least built twenty different lineups, probably. Right. I think right. That's probably like worth just my don't time. don't duplicate yourself
0: at least. Don't right? duplicate
1: yourself, exactly. Right. Um so yeah, and I mean I, I definitely also just made some really dumb mistakes while I was doing this, like every once in a while, uh, you know, Click enter for my 20 lineups. I did kind of have that where I'd build like a full set of 20. If 20 max contest overlay, I'd have a perfect set of 20 to throw in. I don't know if they're that good or not, but that's, that's the point of chasing overlays. I don't care
0: if they're that good. They and just uh, have to I be put- above average. Like the, the key is they, they just have to be above the average yep. of whoever's in the, in the contest. Yep. And so I'd enter it and I was like, Oh, it didn't
1: load. I'd enter it again. And it turns out I entered it twice immediately duping all of my lineups, uh, you know, stuff like that. Or, um, for NBA, it's, it's kind of hard with NBA Classic because or NBA Main Slate, uh, the full slate, because I, I'm not like, confident in saying that if you just build a dead lineup even a few minutes before, you're actually entering, uh, like you could enter a dead lineup as it turns out. So I would try and like minute and 30, one final crunch uh, of the Optimizer and enter those in. Uh, and every once in a while I got, you know, luckily I was still doing the thing where I entered Tencent and then within the DraftKings app on my phone, enter those lineups in So a few bucks here and there where I reserve contest, went to import lineups into those reserves, and then within the app, enter those into the $10, you know, the the second $10 contest that doesn't fill. And every once in a while, I got stung on those and lost five bucks or 10 bucks or whatever. So you like, there were even more, there are so many more edges you could have pushed, like you were saying, with just entering one, like have a cash lineup, have a 20 max, just so you can make some sort of differentiation. Don't dupe yourself. Like there are so many more edges in this meta that you can push to capture that 1%. And then probably even be a good player
0: beyond that. I think with MLB season coming up, it'll be a little easier for you.
1: I was, I was thinking about, cause you don't have that. to worry I mean,
0: about late swap. I mean, it's, it's much more stat, it's much more the lineups of the lineup. They're rarely, you rarely get a scratch. Occasionally you have a, who knows who's going to be pitching for this team. It's going to be a bullpen game type of thing. But for the most, I think, and they have the turbo slate, late slate, Showdown. I mean, the whole thing for MLB, but MLB is high variance as it is. That, like, what is an average lineup? Like, like to me, like the yeah. I could if if I wanted to spend the least amount of time, I go into my projections and I say, uh, build me forty lineups and give me give me two of every stack. Just like like literally, just like if there's ten teams on the slate, if if it's a twenty teams on the slate. Like just give me, give me a five three, of two of just every team, and then just and whatever fits in fits in, and no more than fifty percent of one pitcher, right? So I have a nice diversified, at least a diversified, forty set or something, and then just say okay, overlay time. Let's 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 go let's go hunting for a GPP overlay, and then you build a cash lineup, which is just like the best projected lineup, and it's like it almost sounds too stupid. It almost sounds like. Like, how much DFS strategy are you even... You're not even utilizing. You just use, like, the, the bare, bare basics of projection, correlation, and leverage. You're basically saying, I just want a diversified set of, uh, you know, a bunch of stacks. Some of them low-owned, some of them not. A bunch of pitchers. Some of them low-owned, some of them not. Uh, correlated, obviously, so I'm stacking. So, that, there you go. And then the top projected lineup for my my cash lineup. And it's like, wow, you spent, like, Like, you could do that in Optimizer in probably less than two minutes, right? Yeah, that was my NHL process was, like, four stacks, run the
1: Optimizer. There are some NHL NHL slates where I was actually, like, consciously playing lineups. I wasn't caring about rake, or at least I had a a subset of contests I was entering that I was, like, I'm entering the the twine or whatever. But then beyond that, if I wanted to get more lineups in that were rake-free, I would just four stacks, hit crunch. Whatever stacks came up is what I played. And uh, and I guess another even further maximizing volatility is I oftentimes in almost across any contest, I wasn't forcing like I wasn't doing uh, like forcing different stacks. Like you said, stacks, every combination of stacks. I was like instead I was like, give me 100 percent, you know, Edmonton Oilers line one and everything beyond that. So if Edmonton didn't play well that night, You're I dead. was just dead, completely right. dead. Um, but like it was worth my time to lock that and don't have to even think about how to force other stacks in the optimizer. So uh I even minimize my time by just like lock one stack,
0: play the rest, all in Right, that, but you whatever. could even do you could do that by just saying you don't want more than twenty percent of one stack in all your line, and do that as the blunt tool. And just say, no more than twenty percent, and just it'll give you twenty percent Edmonton, and then it'll give you twenty percent of the next best projected stack. And you could I mean that's another way of simplifying that it, but, but do you find it weird that we're, to, we're, we're to, that we're not talking about DFS strategy. I mean, like, like a lot, a lot of, a lot of the show is like, I, the point that I'm making is very similar to the experiment that I'm doing in cash games. If I don't think at all, if I don't utilize quote, the skill of my own choices and I just go by just the projection set and diversification. What's my return? And then you have to figure what would have been my return if I, it's like the difference between passive investing and active management in, in the stock market. So like if you, in an index fund, that's passive. It's just like whatever it is. But if you're, if you're in, in a mutual fund with an active manager, they're buying and selling and rebalancing and trying to get you the, the best return you can. But if they can't beat the S and P 500, then like fuck you. Why did I? Why did I have to? Why I have to pay for? Why? Why did you have to do all of that? So in the cash games, I'm going. How much return can I get from doing the passive versus what I would have gotten? Now I don't know what I would have gotten, but I want to see what that benchmark is. Are you? I don't say are you afraid? I've asked this because I asked this to, to, to Travis Mangone. But if you did this for a long enough period. I'm assuming that you're going to have to look at, because you said you're splitting your CSVs to see, because you play, like you said, you played NHL normally, right? You made your own decisions. You played the GPPs, and you you said, okay, I'm going to do this. You you really strategize it out. Like, what happens if you Shouldn't the the judge really be? I'm going to chase over. I'm going to do the average lineup, the bare minimum, like the bare minimum, right? Like you did. I lock a thing in and just whatever it gives me, it gives me. If, and but pay no rake doing so or get a commission, getting paid to do so. Let's say at the end of a, a one-year period, you have your lineup set. You, you play the NFL slates, right? You go, I'm going to stack the Chiefs. I'm, you're going to do all your strategizing. What happens at, at the end of the year if like your ROI of the, of the set it and forget it and chasing overlay, maybe your ROI is 12% and your ROI of like you actually playing like and paying full rake, is 4%. Oh, like, I, would, d- I would love that. Are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. It's like, what are you afraid of finding a
1: money printing machine in your apartment? <laughs> no. Like it's, it feels heartless and soulless, but like, like I, le- I think DFS is interesting, but I like, I'm not doing it because I am madly in love with it. It's not my life's passion is to build lineups. Like I, so much of what I like about it is that it, like you can use strategy to make money. And whether my strategy is like building these stacks and leverage in my head or like, Finding out how to optimize, you know, the problem, optimize how do I get X amount of dollars into zero rate contests, like that is also, a, it feels to me like a strategy. I'm sure people who, tra- like the traditional person who loves DFS, that does not feel like a strategy. But like, to me, finding out how to put in the most minimal work, like for me, it was like kind of an interesting revelation, like, oh, just don't play the first NBA lineup, even if, you know, in any contest, uh, because it takes two seconds to move off of a 20-dupe train. Right. That strategy I find to be interesting. It's small and it's not like it doesn't you know, take a lot of time or anything. But that strategy I find to be interesting. And like, you know, these different uh, like different ways to maximize my strategy, this overlay strategy, I find to be just as interesting as, you know, uh, how do I build a high leverage chief stack on the you know showdown slate or whatever? Like I, I think any form of strategy to me is interesting. If you don't think it's that way though then you would never do this but no i
0: am not afraid of uh of finding a money printing machine right but and but also you have to think let's say the reverse let's say doing this if you if you isolated just this you're getting an 8% ROI and in your normal play you're getting a 12% ROI now the now you obviously you're making more money getting a higher return Doing your act, doing active management versus passive management, if we want to use those terms, Uh wouldn't now the the difference be the time element of like would yes, you absolutely. right like like to me that to me that's that's the other variable, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing in cash games of because that I'm reducing the time variable to virtually nothing, so like if you could get an eight you would have to acknowledge. Based on if we use that example of 12% active, 8% passive, that how much time are you putting into getting the extra 4%? If it turns out like I could spend a half an hour a day and get an 8% return versus I could spend five hours a day to get a 12% return, like it may turn out that you'd rather have those four and a half hours to do whatever the fuck you want and and get your 8% return.
1: So that is, like, the crux of what I wanted to know, is not can you make money doing this, but, like, can you put in so little effort and make any amount of money? Because if you told me I could make a dollar a day logging on to DraftKings 30 seconds before uh, CSGO locks at noon, yeah, I'd spend 30 seconds. I was probably just, like, you know, writing some fantasy football redraft article. Sure. I'll stop doing that for 30 seconds, pick up a dollar. And at the end of the day, I'll walk over to Starbucks and spend my $5. Now, I also want to know how could you scale that? So yes, it is. That was kind of the crux of my question is, can you make any amount of money with a very small time investment? Can this just be this passive thing that I, you know, sure on, on weeknights, you know, on a Wednesday night, I kind of have to be around to get showdown slate, showdown
0: slate, turbo slate, Tiers. Right, it's not but that I, passive. It just—it's yeah,
1: not that passive. I say
0: i act. When I mean active, it's more design. like actively managed strategy.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Your strategy. Your, your strategy just average lineup and just yep. find overlay and I'm in and next, I'm on. You're not even looking at that slate anymore. You're on to like no. the, the, the turbo show. You don't even know what's going on. You're just like just I'm on to the next overlay hunt.
1: Yeah, that was that was kind of the crux of my question. it's just can like can I as close automate it maybe not passive but be there to push a push the button can i right. be around to push the button and just repeat this and can i make money doing that and it can also be mostly complimentary to what you're doing like you can like you can still be the lineup builder and then do this can i complement what i'm doing now by doing this like uh you know we were saying it's lazy to to not show up and take this free money but also what i'm doing is arguably still lazy press the button enter the lineups move on can i do this lazy strategy and make any amount of money, a few bucks a day, given how low of a time investment is. I I assume obviously if it's going well, it'll be more than a few dollars a day. That was my question. I still don't think I have an answer. Although given how little rake, which is literally negative 1% rake I paid and how many thoughts I have on how to optimize it. You know, I, I I think you probably can in essence, push the button a bunch of times throughout the day and make a small amount of money, which is what I wanted to know. I didn't want to know, could I make, $20,000 Twenty thousand dollars a year, a hundred thousand dollars. Can I make a little bit of extra money doing this? and yeah, but I think you like, can. Yes. But I think you can make 20, thirty. I think oh, you I, can make. I agree. Make that. that was. I got way more action down than I thought I would. I thought it would be fifty dollars a day. Right. And,
0: that's good. That was my initial impression. My yep. when when you when you had that tweet, uh, my thought was, yes, you could find it, and maybe it's valuable to a small stakes, micro stakes player in their ROI. But I'm not sure how much raw money it's going to be worth it. But you're telling me that the raw money. If you're telling me you could get 500 a day rake free, that's 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 enough that's enough raw money. That it's I mean you're talking about 75. I mean 75 bucks. I mean look, the minimum wage in this country currently is seven bucks an hour, right? So like 75 bucks a day in expectation is. I mean, come on. I mean, like just just do the math. 75 dollars if you worked all if you worked five days a week. Right, you take two days off, right? You do so. You're making three hundred seventy-five dollars a week, right? Ten Before taxes, obviously, three seventy-five. You take you take two weeks off for vacation, right? So you're doing this fifty weeks a year. You're making eighteen thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars in expectation, right? Like that's, I mean, dude, that's you, you might as well do that instead of working McDonald's. Yeah, and
1: like. You also don't have to. What I did was every showdowns, like every tiers, every turbo that I could manage, that I could manage doing at one time. If you are just like you're a fan of NBA Showdown, you can just play that. And instead of setting it 10 minutes before and walking away, just be there and pick up. You know, maybe it's only an extra five dollars because you're playing this sort of niche thing. But you you also don't have to go. I'm going to chase overlay all day, or I'm not going to do it at all. Just take what you're doing, and then in, like if you only want to play fifty dollars enter $20 as, like, dummy lineups or whatever, and the final $30 you enter, enter it all in overlay-free. Because you can get $30 down in overlay-free in essentially anything. I don't know, maybe not, like, League MX or whatever. But, like, if you're not going to do what I'm doing, which is just, like, go full-knit, see if you can automate this process, at least add it into your game. Because it is, like, if it's not free money, it's free uh, rake you're not paying. You know, you you may not get 1% commission to play, but you will pay less rake. I guess, like, the... The ultimate way to capsule is, like, if you are playing any less than, you know, $100 in a given, uh, a given night, a given slate, you should not be paying full 15% rake if you're playing GPPs or full 10% rake if you're playing in double-ups. You should always be below a, a
0: standard GPP rake because it's so easy to get there. So get laid, get paid. We turn it around. I think that's, pr- that's, that's going to be the title of, of this episode, Get Laid, Get Paid. I, that that's a good one then, or 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 do you want to call it the reverse mans? I think that's too. I think that's too too inside.
1: Yeah, no, I, the, the the get paid get laid is um no get, get laid, laid get paid. Get paid, get right. paid. We can oh, I can, well, I don't well, want to infringe yeah, talk, on anyone's you, you,
0: trademark. I don't want
1: to. You would also spell it uh. <laughs> you spell it L A Y E D because isn't that overlay is
0: yeah. Oh, oh, so I have to spell it without the I. So it's get laid, L-A-Y-D-E-D. I mean, you don't have to if it's going to cost you an uh, SEO. I wouldn't spell it that way. I don't but, know. Well, uh, who's what? Are people going to turn this to you? Uh, oh, i got to go to YouTube. Where can I find Daily Fantasy Sports laid or whatever? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know yeah. why anyone would be searching for that. But if it helped me, maybe, maybe I maybe do do that. But you but you, you have... I, I think uh, it is worth the content
1: aspect to spell it L A Y E D. LA, yeah, no, one's, no one's like, uh, how do I get laid playing
0: DFS? I actually know. that's some some idiot. <laughs> no, in answer. fact, in fact, it's the reverse. Typically, when you play DFS, you you don't get laid. Like that's yeah. that usually you're not. You're usually usually actually in DFS, uh, you're you're actually playing DFS instead of getting laid. <laughs> oh yeah, <that's laughs> a lot right. of times. I'm saying like, sorry, honey.
1: Oh, honey, honey. Uh, you don't understand. There are some kids in uh, Korean China playing League of Legends,
0: and I'd like to gamble on them. Right, at a low cost. Right, you're you you you're, 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 you're going. It's like I'm like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot get a blowjob right now. I have late swap in the late games. Right, uh, we
1: were like my girlfriend and I were at uh, uh, the Mansfield prison where they shot Shawshank. They do tours there or whatever, or just walk throughs. And I was there, and she's like, "Look at that!" And I'm like, trying to enter a bunch of contests. She's like, "She's like, oh, that's cool. Did you did you read that sign?" And I was like, "Uh huh, yeah. All right, all right. Uh huh."
0: Yeah, but you could take a day off then if you're going away or whatever like that. But, like,
1: you could take a day really off. Out there.
0: What's it up with so people little... not taking days off? Come on. You don't have
1: to play every slate. I did, I did take some days off. There was, uh, that was just a time where I had the dummy lineups already entered. I was like, honey, I can find out about the ghosts in the attic in 30 seconds. But there is overlay right now. I did take one day off. There was one day. Uh, like the, the day I played EPL, I was just like, I don't really want to have $2,000 on this theory that I don't know a ton about because I didn't really look at my results till like that later that day. Didn't want to have $1,000 that day, so I mostly took the evening off. There was one other night where I had one set of NHL lineups, and I was like, I'm not playing any of the showdown or any of that shit. I'm just going to eat dinner and go to
0: bed. Well, hopefully you don't go
1: broke. I, I don't know. I might, it's super volatile. But, uh, right, I, it's I
0: volatile. I'm, I mean, it's, it's it's a risk and like just like with any other investment. <laughs> It's a it's a risk. But if, if people want to follow up with you on, on your adventure, Kyle tweets here. Obviously, what did Kyle Dvorak? Someone some other Kyle Dvorak exists that stole your Twitter name?
1: I, I, I figured my name is uh, not nearly easy enough to phonetically like it doesn't sound like it looks exactly. You're not going to search my name
0: correctly. If I tell you my name, you will not search it. But Kyle tweets here. That, that's How that's SEO that, that, we're talking about SEO that that's worth it because tweets here that was
1: why yeah it was worth it it was worth it
0: okay Kyle tweets here and uh are you doing anything are you doing any content until the football season goes back because I mean you do mostly football stuff so is it just basically uh you're not gonna see anything from are, are you oh are you're you doing okay you gotta do you gotta do fucking dynasty and all the yeah, fucking, man like not. you it's don't seem stuff. to realize when people ask me about football stuff it's like dude, I will not know who's on what team until about Tuesday before the first regular season DFS slate. I don't care. What does it matter? Football doesn't matter to me until then. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do do all that if you actually like uh, – your your audience uh,
1: is probably not the best for that, although I'm sure there are some people. You can follow me on Twitter and I'll tweet out like articles and stuff I write. I will say though like the more I've gone down this like uh, like this rabbit hole of uh, – like the entire rabbit hole of DFS. Like I was a, just a trash player like three years ago. Like the player picker. You know, everyone starts – I assume mm. most people. Maybe the people that come from poker are probably a little different I guess. But I started out like pick the best players, man. I – you got to understand, Tyree kills cornerback matchup makes him so good. I started out like that a few years right, ago, right, and I then probably realized none of
0: that shit matters. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so, uh, so the more I've gotten down that rabbit hole, it is a little, uh, a little less enticing to do like, like fantasy stuff. But there is also levels of strategy you can, indi- you know, you can integrate into that. It's just uh, I don't think it's as, uh, as fun strategic as DFS. So I have like uh, pulled a little bit back on that. But you know, if you actually care about. Um, you know your dynasty stuff you, you, i'm sure i'll write about
0: that at some point in the offseason i'll tweet it out and that's uh, the best know, 100 wide receiver rankings how about the combine and the draft and all that stuff just flies over i just see it in my twitter feed i'm like wake me up wake me up uh wake me up like uh, 48 hours before uh, week 1 of nfl like that's when i'll figure out who's on what team <laughs> oh well it's even even better cuz i'm
1: like oh well no i care about like wide receiver prospects and like did you see someone's combine i'm like okay well i don't care about that you know that doesn't actually matter it's so even within the confines of, like, liking the, you know, the dynasty and the the redraft and the best ball, there are also still many times where I'm like, well, no, that doesn't actually matter. Someone's like, oh, man, do you see – like, it's the same thing as DFS. You're like, uh, you know – someone comes up to you and is like are you playing DJ Moore today he ran a 438 it doesn't matter if he ran a 438 in dfs just as it doesn't matter that he ran a 438 in uh in in dynasty or you know oh man allen robinson this year runs a gauntlet of cornerback matchups throughout the first 8 weeks you can't draft him it to me you know based on what we know it doesn't matter in my context just as it doesn't matter in dfs so even within the uh the confines of kind of uh more casual redraft dynasty season long stuff there is still so much like nihilism baked into how i i play
0: Uh, but you're more likely now to figure out how australian rules football works because they're gonna be some dfs contests you have to figure out how that sport even plays well um i already know because i did play aussie rules already once okay so see so finding the overlay could be in anything at kyle tweets here on twitter uh, maybe maybe you'll come back on a couple of months from now and either 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 tell us how much money you've won or how much money you've lost doing this. But uh, to me, it's interesting. I mean, to me, especially if you're if you're utilizing this as a primary strategy, it's interesting for me. I mean, I utilize this as a nor as I'm going to find every slate that I play. I look to get the volume in towards the end of the slate. But I may not be playing the turbo slate. I may not be playing the showdown slate. Like I'm I'm more focused on the main slates, but maybe it's something I do a little bit more. And, uh, and if it's, if, if it's set and forget it, if I could spend the least amount of time to make the most amount of money, like you said, I think you, you said it perfectly. It's like, who, Oh, if you find out that you found a money printing machine, why would you be upset? It's like, Oh, like, like, okay, then that's just the way it is. So just hit the money printer. And hopefully not as many people find out about the money printer. Yeah, the money printer breaks as soon as other people find out about it. And also, they have to show up
1: at 8, 8.30, 9, 9.30 to press the money printer. Uh, and hopefully, I'm the only one doing that. And hopefully, it works. Hopefully, I'm not paying too much, uh, you know, not paying all the electric bills and the upfront cost of the money printer. Because there's, like, a very real chance that, like, average lineups just aren't good enough to cut it in GPPs. I don't think that's the case. And, yeah, I'd totally love to come back on. And we can discuss if that is the case. Because after a few months, I think
0: that is, like – Yeah, we'll have actually have a sample size. You could yeah. actually show – Show some data on what you've been doing. No, I'd be definitely interested in that. So uh, follow him. Kyle Tweets here. Kyle Dvorak. I'm Jordan Cooper, the co-author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports 15-hour audio DFS masterclass. Pick it up at theoryofdfs.com.